is Miriam Knight from New Consciousness Review. It's my great pleasure to interview Don Miguel Ruiz, a revered wisdom teacher, Toltec master, and the author of many books, including The Four Agreements, The Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge, and his newest book, The Fifth Agreement, written with his son, Don Jose. The Four Agreements has been a constant bestseller since it came out in 1997, and I think that's because it offers a beautifully simple guide for living in harmony with yourself and with others. The Fifth Agreement came out last December, and uh, it, December 2009, and it shot to the top of the New Consciousness Review bestseller list, where it has been for the past two months. Don Miguel. Why did you wait so long to bring out the fifth agreement? And what does it add to the other four? Well, uh, the fifth agreement exists, obviously, when I was teaching the four agreements. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was the time to release the fifth agreement. You know, the, the four agreements is like I have a teacher in your pocket. You know, it's an act of power that, and, and that I put myself in this book and by uh, sh showing what is the impeccability of the world, that that little book is so easy to understand. It doesn't matter who is reading it. It doesn't matter if it's someone that never went to school or is the most intelligent people. They talk directly to the heart of the person who is reading it then it's completely different for each one, even that is just a simple book. Then when you read these four agreements uh, that come directly from human integrity, it's just pure common sense, that you see yourself, you see where you are in your life. You see uh, how happy or unhappy you are. And it, it makes a challenge for you to break all agreements that make you unhappy. Then you start practicing, and when you read it, maybe six months later, it's like as you're reading a completely different book. But it's not the book, the one who changed. The book is exactly the same. The one who changed is the one who read the four agreements. And now it can go a little deeper. The challenge are a little deeper, and they can see that their life is changing. Then if they read it up in a year later or two years later, they will find out that it's a completely different book, but the book is exactly the same. You know, I give life to this book as an act of power. I put myself, then I am that book. And this book is is uh, meant to be with the ones who just start changing their life, who just start getting the awareness. And when they change that awareness, is is uh, they cannot stop anymore. They can. They want to. They want more and more and more and becomes more and more authentic. Then we can say that the four agreements is like the initiation to a beautiful and wonderful mystery school. Could be from Egypt, India, uh, Greece, Christian, Buddhist, anyone. It's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Of course, the only that will differ will be the difference in the mythologies. But it's exactly the same. Now, the fifth agreement is the end of the preparation. It's when you already practice all these four agreements and you're changing your life, but you still have that conflict in your mind. The conflict that many religions 
and many philosophers say that is a, 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 a conflict between good and evil. Well, good and evil is just a result of the real conflict, as we see already in, in my other books and many other authors. The, the real conflict is between the truth and lies, and the result is good or evil. And if we can say evil is the result to believe in and all those lies and the degree of evil will be depends how how much faith they invest in all those lies. That all those lies can take into injustice, into violence, into war, into big human disasters that humans create when in the confrontation with other humans. Then <clears throat> with the Fifth agreement is the end of that conflict. Mm -hmm. And the fifth agreement, as you see, is be skeptical, but not as a social position, not uh, not coming from a personal importance to say, you see, I'm so intelligent, and I will not believe whatever they say. No, this is not true. This is not the real fifth agreement. Fifth agreement is be skeptical, but learn to listen. And be skeptical because we already know that just like us, everybody else creates their own reality. They create their own world, which, which is a virtual reality, and they invest all their faith in that world. Okay? Yeah. <clears throat> then with that fifth agreement, which means be skeptical, learn to listen. Be skeptical is don't believe me. Don't believe yourself, and don't believe anybody else. And, and would that be because you, you talk about the power of words as symbols that get their meaning by general agreement, and it's so interesting to observe people using the same words to mean very different things, politicians, for example. Would you say this is how conflict arises, and is this where the fifth agreement becomes so very important? Well, it is important because once that you learn to listen, once again, you don't believe me, you don't believe yourself, you don't believe anybody else, but you listen, then you know exactly where those ideas, where the story coming from. Mm -hmm. And of course, you don't take it personally. When you practice this fifth agreement, something very important happens in your own mind. You finally respect yourself. And when you respect your own beliefs, your own story, your physical body, the entire creation in your physical body, the result is peace. Once that you respect yourself, there is no more conflict. You no longer believe in lies. And even if you don't know exactly what the truth is, applying knowledge, of course, then you live peacefully and you really enjoy every single moment of your life. And once that you finally respect yourself, then you can respect everybody else because you know that in their story, in the reality that they create in their world, they still don't respect themselves. They still play with injustice. You know, we see the injustice outside but we don't see that we have the injustice inside our own head mm -hmm. because we can say that the human is the only animal who punishes himself or herself for the same mistake thousand times. And every time that you remember the mistake, 
you punish yourself again. And this is not justice. Then if we don't have justice in our own mind, how can we pretend to find justice outside when there's so many people in their worlds with different points of view and everybody want to impose what they believe is true? But when we finally respect ourselves, we listen. It doesn't mean that we believe what they say. And we don't believe because we already know that whatever they say will be only truth for them, but not for us. But when we listen, we understand, and we can speak their, their language. And I don't mean English, Spanish, uh, German, uh, Chinese, no. That language that comes directly from the heart. Because we can see that when we was born, we didn't know anything. We have no knowledge at all. Then just to learn a language, it takes us like a five, six, seven years of practice and practice and practice, and it's not that easy. But we know that we kind of master that language when something extraordinary happened in our head, in something that we call thinking. The voice appears in our head with all those opinions, with everything that we learn. Now everything makes sense because we understand finally all the symbols. And this is the time when we learn to write also, to represent the sounds into graphic. And we can express in all the different directions like music, painting, etc. But as you see, everything that we know is nothing but symbols. And those symbols are only true because millions of us agree in the meaning of A, B, C, Do, Re, Mi, One, Two, Three. We all agree. And by agreement, we create something that we call truth, but it's not exactly truth. I call it the relative truth. Because the real truth, yes, it exists. But we cannot really prove with knowledge that that exists. But we can get very close. We can say that the truth exists long before the creation of humanity and will exist long after the extinction of humanity and doesn't need human's opinions, human belief in order to exist. In the other hand, that relative truth is created by, by us. Is created by the world. And we use the word to create the whole story about ourselves. We use the word to create our own world, the world where we live in, and it's individual for each one of us. Like you're the queen in your world, as I'm the king in my world. Then as the queen in your world, if you respect your world, you will have peace in your world. As a king in my world, if I respect myself, I will have peace in my world. And when I have peace in my world, because I respect, I can respect the point of view of everybody else. It doesn't mean that I agree with them, but I don't judge them because I know I'm a human as they are humans. And to say human is just another word. 
Because, you know, in many of the lectures, people ask me, well, Miguel, what are you? Well, I answer the truth is that I don't know what I am, but I am. I'm here. I'm alive. I enjoy it every single moment. And whatever I am, it is perfect. It's wonderful. And I enjoy it. But honestly, I don't know. But if I use knowledge, then I will say, well, <clears throat> I'm a human. I am male. I am a medical doctor. I am an author. And if I go into religious point of view, I will say, well, I'm a spirit. I am a soul. If I go into more scientific point of view, I will say, well, I'm energy. I am light. But whatever I say is just a word. And that word is only true because millions of us agree with the meaning of that symbol. But just imagine that instead of living, let's say, in the United States, where you understand English perfectly, when you understand society, all the rules, religion, etc., and you are very comfortable, well, next day you travel into Japan. And people talk, so you have no idea what they're saying. You see all those symbols in the streets, and you have no idea what they say. Well, that is the result of millions of Japanese who agree in the meaning of those symbols. And they learn to speak in their language. They learn to write in their language. And they are comfortable with all the rules in their society, their religion. And if you go to whatever religion they have, you will see a completely big difference with the religion that you have. Then the question comes right away in, in your hand. Are they right? Am I right? Which religion is better? My God is better than their God? And you see, all that is about beliefs, really. But the truth is that when they was born, they didn't know Japanese. Or the other, the other side, they didn't know Chinese. Or they didn't know German. They learn from the society. They prepare them to be part of that society. And it's only truth because we believe. Then we use all our knowledge in order to live or believe in that relative truth. Then so, I can say then I can say that a lie is a distortion of the truth. And now we are talking about uh, perhaps the the virtual truth, the relative truth, then a lie definitely will be a distortion. And distortion can be bigger and bigger and bigger. Then why would distort uh, a truth? Well, number one, because we are not impeccable with the world. Because we take everything personally. Because we fool our head with assumptions. And because we don't do our best. And, of course, we believe everything. <laughs> we are so gullible. We are uh, easy prey for all those opinions, for all those judgments. And we believe them. And we create a whole hell, we can say, in our mind. And we believe is normal. Because <clears throat> whatever we believe... Because it's comfortable, we feel safe. 
Right. Because the whole construction is not it's all what we know, and it's what is talking in our head. Then let's see if you are the one who is talking in your head, then who is listening? Big question. You have two sons, right? Three. Three sons. And Three. Uh, one of them has actually followed in your footsteps, Don Jose. Well, two of them. Ah. And Junior is the older one, and Don Jose, the one who writes this mm-hmm. beautiful uh, book with me, is the second one. He's the one who took my place, but uh, the older one is kind of the brain, the, the one who knows how to handle the whole world, we can say. <laughs> well, now, uh, full of it. What did you do differently than most of us when you were raising your children to preserve their connection to their authenticity? Well, I respect them even when they were children. Mm-hmm. I see them as an equal. But of course, they depend on me. Then I I put some uh, limits to their behavior, of course, as is natural. But I respect their decisions and I encourage them to be better and better and better. Even I push them to learn what they want to learn. And once that they kind of grow up, I spoil them with all my love. <laughs> I think you need to write a four agreements for parents and children. Well, I, I like to teach parents, not children, really. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't teach children is because they have parents. Then if I teach the parents, they, they break the chain. Mm-hmm. And what they will teach the children will be completely different because the children will not learn just because what we say but they learn what we do. And this is extremely important for the parents to know that children will learn what we do. If we smoke in front of them, they will smoke. If we drink in front of them, they will drink. If we gossip in front of them, they will gossip. If we are violent in front of them, they will be violent. They will will learn our behavior. And not just our behavior, they will watch television, they will, etc. It is a whole society around them. It's all the philosophies, politics, religion, games, sports, everything. Then they will learn from everything. Then we need to respect their creation because they are also artists. You know, the word Toltec means artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Then when we say, I am Toltec, really I'm saying, I'm an artist. It doesn't matter where I was born. This is universal. It's not just from Mexico. Then the way of life of a Toltec is a way of life of an artist. And our art is the world, how we use the world. Because with the world, we create our own world. And even if we create... uh, a world that is full of dramas or full of joy, either way is a masterpiece of art. Because the truth is that we all humans are perfect. Everything that exists is perfect. And the biggest lie that exists in the present time is that nobody is perfect. 
Since we believe that lie, we start searching for perfection, searching an image that is not real at all. And that make us judge ourselves, make us create all those dramas, all those regulations that we have to go to be so straight with ourselves and we become the worst judges. And we really punish ourselves for not being perfect. When the truth is that everybody's perfect. Now, you, you talk about going on to becoming a warrior, where the battleground is really in ourselves, right? And where we, we're the ones who create our own heaven or our own hell. How do we win this battle between truth and lies? Well, the beginning is with, uh, let's see, in my point of view, is with these four agreements mm-hmm. that give you the awareness enough to see that you're responsible for your own creation. And yes, you will believe in so many lies and you will believe in the truth and you will go back and forth between lies and truth. And that is the war. That is the conflict that exists in the human mind. Then in that point, we can call ourselves a warrior because we are rebelling against that big judge against that book of knowledge, which is everything that we know, and we no longer want to be the victim, mm-hmm. then the end of that war is the practice of the fifth agreement. When you are finally skeptical, you no longer believe all those lies, even if those lies come from inside or from outside of you. Then Everything that I say right now is just a story I use in the world to express what I know. And what I'm saying is truth for me, but not necessarily should be true for anybody else. That's why when I give a lecture, I clarify to everybody. I completely responsible for what I say, but I am not responsible for what you understand. You are responsible for what you understand. You are responsible of of how you're going to put this information in all the knowledge that you really have because that for sure will create a big conflict. And there's all those tools that can help you to change your own creation. Then when you have that responsibility, everything can change completely. You know, that's when you find out that every single human is really a messenger. When we are children, we receive messages messages from everybody, opinions, stories, until uh, the mind is mature enough that we can deliver message to ourselves. And those messages that we deliver to ourselves is not really ours. We take it from the outside, we make it ours, and now they live in our mind. Then we are talk to ourselves is thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we deliver that message to other people. When we were to school with uh, other children, we tell them our opinions, the opinions of our parents, and, and we have that kind of interaction. And we grew up being messengers. Every single human really is a messenger. But we don't have the awareness that we are messengers. Well, with this fifth agreement, we take the responsibility that know that we are messengers. 
you know, the word angel means messenger. And yes, I believe in angels, but the real ones, you know, like you and I, we are messengers. Right. And we take the responsibility to be angels, to be messengers, and everything will shift. Because now the question is, what kind of messenger you are? And that's based on what you were saying of the last judgment and, and respect, right? Well, the last judgment is when finally you just yourself for the very last time. Ah. And after that, you don't judge anybody else. And this is the end of the preparation. Then after that, you're a real master. You, the whole world changed for you. You're no longer part of that world because now you're in peace. There's no war in your mind anymore because you no longer believe all those lies. Then you live in peace. Then whatever you say after that will be impeccable. And it doesn't mean that people will perceive it or not impeccable, but you know that you are sharing what you experience, not what you believe you experience. Mm -hmm. And you use words, and the words will follow what you want to share. And those words has no power over you, because by that time you know that you are the one who create all your knowledge, and knowledge will obey you, because it's a tool, a tool for communication. There is something in our work, and you just change the meaning. And when you change the meaning, everything changed around that symbol. Mm -hmm. Don Miguel, what's your dream for humanity? Well, I really don't have a dream about humanity. I live in right here and right now all the time. And what I do is what to give. And what I give is I give in myself. Like when I write these four agreements, I live in these four agreements. And I give myself with these four agreements. You know, when you experience truth without knowledge, it's that overwhelming that you're full of gratitude. You can call it in any way you want it. We can say, God. But we know already that God is just a word that we understand because we agree with the meaning of God. But it's much more than just the word God. When you experience truth, you are so overwhelmed that that gratitude shifts immediately into generosity. Then at the same time, you are feeling gratitude and you feel generosity and you give what you receive. You don't keep anything for you. You receive, you give, you receive, you give, you receive, you give. And as more you receive, more you give. And, <clears throat> yes? <laughs> I love to see your smile. You're so beautiful. Um, the, the, the image of a spreading of this message throughout society, throughout humanity, was so overwhelming for me. It, it was like everybody could be 
happy. Everybody could be kind to each other. There would be no lies. We would be, there would be no deception. Suddenly, life becomes easy. And, and that's, that's what I think is your gift with this book. And, and that's what my dream for humanity would be, that, that this book would influence everyone um, who reads it to, to spread this joy, this ease of, of communication. Yes, that's what I ask everybody in every lecture I, I give, and also my son, <clears throat> and this, please help us to change the world. And of course, we're not talking about this beautiful planet Earth. No, we're talking about the world that we humans create and the one that we are living in. Then please help us to change the world because nobody can do it but you. And the way to change it is not to try to change all the secondary characters who live in our personal dream and our personal world because we can change all the, all the secondary characters and nothing happens. Mm. The only thing that can change our world is by change the main character of our story, which means ourselves. When we change ourselves, just like magic, everything starts changing. Because once that we change the main character, the love that starts coming out is overwhelming. And then you find that you don't need love. This is one of the biggest lies to beautiful, but big lie. When people say, all you need is love, it's so beautiful. But it's not true, but it's beautiful. And we don't need love because we are love. Then what makes you happy is love coming out of you, not that people love you. Mm. You know, just by being you, have this beautiful smile, walk around, that will attract everybody to you because they can feel your joy. They can feel your happiness. You just need to smile and say hello. That's all <laughs> you need to do. And this is the message that we can deliver. The message is just be ourselves and not pretend anymore to be anybody else because what we are is so beautiful. Extremely beautiful. Don Miguel, despite what you say in the four agreements, I really hope that everybody seeing this video will take it personally. Please, that will be wonderful. Because I'm talking about the main character of the story in our life. Please help me to change the world. And the result will be heaven on the planet Earth. Not just heaven in your world, heaven and the planet Earth for the entire humanity. Because I love all of you because I am all of you. And there is no doubt. Humanity is only one living being, male, female. We are only one. It's just like every cell of your body is an individual, but all together they are your body. Then we, humanity, are only just one organ of this beautiful planet Earth, which is alive. And they have more organs, not just humans. They have a forest, they have an atmosphere, they have oceans, they have all the different species. And every species is an organ of this beautiful planet Earth. 
and we all live in an equilibrium that as a medical doctor I can say we live in a perfect metabolism and it's perfect then the planet Earth receives energy from the outside, chase the energy with all the organs of the planet Earth and send energy to the outside because it's also part of a bigger living being which is the universe the solar system the universe then I am Miguel but I am humanity and I am the planet earth and I am the universe and I am a cell of my body and any particle of my body I am and any particle of you body I am too I am everything and you are everything. The holographic universe. And, and let, we can see that in the point of view of knowledge, I just don't know what I am, but I am. And it doesn't matter to know what I am. Just like the dog doesn't know it's a dog, or a cat doesn't know it's a cat. Well, we know we are humans, but it's just an agreement. And we call ourselves humans. But the truth is that we just don't know and who cares when you love yourself without knowing what you are, you are no longer afraid of the unknown because you are the unknown. Then you are no longer afraid of death because death is the unknown. Yes. And once you're no longer afraid of death, everything else is a piece of cake. Everything is so easy. Right. Don Miguel, thank you so much for this talk today. I'm uh, delighted to have had the opportunity. Um, do you have a website for the book? Yes, it's www.miguelruiz.com. And, well, we have a lot of events that are happening with um, my son, Don Jose, and my son, Miguel Jr., with myself. And the whole thing is about help me to change the world in all those different directions. You know, it's uh, with faith uh, uh, activities, all kind. And we create, uh, my Santo Miguel Ruiz created this Academy of Awareness that is uh, by invitation only, is, uh, but everybody's invited. That's the good part. <laughs> Yes, everybody who wants to participate is invited, and nobody needs to change what they are doing in their life. They don't need to change religion, philosophies, way of being. The only thing that we ask is just to have respect, to respect themselves first and to respect everybody around them. This is the only condition we can say to be part of this Academy of Awareness. I can't think of a better criterion. <laughs> okay. It's a party. Let's all come together. <laughs> Thank you very much, Don Miguel. And you have all my love, and please share my love with everybody around you, and mainly with yourself. And please join us next time when we'll be speaking with Dr. Alan Hunter about the life wisdom to be found in the fairy tales of the Brothers Grimm. Goodbye.